Kyle Sondland and Herbert Konings are founding partners for Security Token Group. All opinions expressed by them or guests on this podcast are solely their opinions and do not represent the views of Security Token Group or its subsidiaries. You should not take any opinion expressed on the show as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow any investment strategy. This podcast is for informational purposes only. Hello and welcome to the Security Token Show. I'm your host, Herbert Conies, and of course, I'm joined by my co-host, Kyle Sondland. We're coming to you from sunny Miami, Florida. We've got an amazing show lined up for you today. The latest top five news that you need to know in the industry, all the new security token offerings, of course, the latest trading activity, an update in the metaverse, and today's main topic where Kyle and I break down how stable coins actually can impact the crypto market. So mm. with that, Kyle, I think I want to get into the show, but we, of course, have to thank our sponsor, which this week, Who is that? it's actually us. Oh, uh, In fact, it's the company behind the show that we produce here, Security Token Market. If you're not familiar with STM, you can check it out at stm.co. That is where you will find all the latest trading information on all the security tokens around the world. Of course, additional news and information, as well as a community to get active around the security token industry. Now, we are announcing for the first time our official crowdfund launch date, Kyle, July 1st. Super exciting. July 1st, that is the day you can get in on STM via our very own tokenized crowdfund, which you can check out in the link in bio. And meanwhile, check out this sweet trailer. We're a security token market and we're creating the Wall Street without walls. Where anyone, anywhere can invest digitally into real estate, stocks, art, and more. All thanks to the power of security tokens. You see, it's a blockchain technology that is changing finance as we know it. It allows anyone to invest digitally, allowing companies to go public sooner and anyone around the world to invest via the web. It's not crypto, it's Wall Street without walls. There are already hundreds of trading tokens worth over a billion dollars and thousands more on the way. This is happening now and there's no telling how far we can go. At Security Token Market, we take great pride in the highest level of integrity of our financial data. As a leading data provider of the security token industry, we provide unique insights on market trends, new developments, and in-depth research just for you. Security Token Market is the trusted source for data and news for this new world of digital investing. We track hundreds of tokens trading worldwide, creating a platform where anyone can learn about these new investment opportunities. We are your one-stop shop for all things security tokens. In fact, our media arm has its industry covered from end to end. We have a security token show and our newsletter, which drops every single Monday. We also publish weekly columns and educational content across every platform. And that's just for now. The power has changed from the few to the many. That's why we're building the cultural epicenter of security tokens, where you can start investing today. That's why we have a community-first approach, so you can find us on Discord, LinkedIn, Twitter, and you can also find me in the metaverse. Together, we are breaking down the walls of Wall Street. Join the token revolution and learn more about our public offering live on Securitize. We are Security Token Market. (laughs) 
We're so excited to finally have a public date for the crowdfund launch. So make sure you sign up on Securitize because that launch day is going to be crazy. We have over 6.5 million in pledges so far. So make sure that you sign up, go through all the registration beforehand so that you can be ready to get in on day one. And with that, let's get into our top five news. And kicking off our top five, we've got number one, Republic. Now, you may know Republic is one of the leading crowdfunding portals. They've even done their own security token note offering, as well as several other tokenized offering. It's an awesome platform. They've got a huge, huge announcement, especially uh, kind of a big one since they already previously announced a Series B for $150 million mm. to scale up and, and get into the trading game. And now... They're also getting into the venture game with $700 million worth of funds, $500 million of into crypto wow. dedicated fund, and the remaining $200 million for venture, of course. So very, very loud announcement. This is not yet officially fully raised, but this is now going live. So now they're going to be able to pick up some of that crypto for cheap. And moving to number two, we have Oasis Pro Markets. They've announced their Series A is closed. If you know Oasis Pro, you'll know the fact that they are an ATS here in the U.S., which means that they will be able to trade security tokens. They're working with some REITs and real estate issuers. They're working with some debt products and everything else under the sun. And now they've got $27 million in fresh capital to inject into this ecosystem. Wow. So this is another marketplace coming into the space, providing new assets and certainly new liquidity to pump full of the market. So congratulations to Pat Lavecchia and his team for being able to do amazing things with Oasis Pro. And I actually interviewed him recently. You can check that out on Security Token Markets YouTube channel. I actually have some amazing investors as well, Kyle. Uh, Blizzard, Invenium, another player in the space, and Redwood Trust, which actually announced that they're going to be doing mortgage-backed securitizations mm. tokenized on their ATS prices, so Amazing. super cool. Number three, some maybe not so good news for the crowdfunding world. FINRA has come out and slapped two of the largest crowdfunding Reg CF portals in the industry. WeFunder receiving what I think is the industry's largest fine for this specifically Reg CF category, a, a whopping $1.4 million fine for actually a number of violations that they performed, including 39 offerings, which actually ended up raising more than they were supposed to, almost over 20 million more in combination, as well as the fact that they did certain levels of solicitation on their website and email blasts that they weren't supposed to be doing, endorsing certain deals. And then as a result of a myriad of violations, they're now actually going to have to hire an independent consultant to go ahead and make sure that they are doing the right practices and procedures moving forward. Hmm. Yeah, so Start Engine, WeFunder, slap on the wrist. Hopefully, they did not admit or deny guilt here. Of course, here, so. as we always seen, but so, do better, folks. Yeah, it needs to be better. Number four is actually really fascinating, Herwig, and this is one of the first times that I can remember a U.S. regulator, this specifically being the Colorado Security Token Legislation. So, so Colorado, their legislation put together and actually specifically dictated the words security token into a task force. They're building a task force to explore how security token technology can be used for municipalities in Colorado to raise capital and generate financing. So the, the date here is March 1st, 2023. So they've got about a year to figure this out. We'll certainly have more details that come out. But the idea here is to raise the security token through maybe a debt offering or a bond or something like that. But this is one of the first times that we've actually defined this, the term security token in New 
U.S. legislation, and so that's a pretty big deal. Indeed, if it passes, they actually will get a saw close to four hundred thousand dollars in in grant money to go ahead and perform this research and go ahead and validate this technology. Colorado, if any regulators happen to be watching this, we'd love to uh, give you a primer on the industry. Moving on to the last thing in our top five, number five, we're of course talking about Instagram. It's hard to ignore that Meta, the company behind Instagram and Facebook, is of course launching NFTs on the platform. Now, you may not have seen it if you're an Instagram user. It is only uh, issued out to a small batch of what they call NFT aficionados. Um, But what they did hint as is unlike Twitter, where they charge in order to show off the fact that you have an NFT in your profile picture, Instagram supposedly would not. And I'll tell you, Kyle, I'm excited about this one because he and I are getting plagued by people who are impersonating our Instagram accounts and us showing an NFT that only one person can own, aka Kyle or ourselves, will show that we are who we are and not some bots. So love that. Roll that out to everybody. Please, Instagram. It's the new way to verify. And with that, let's get into John Pittman with the Industry News. What's up, tokenizers? Hopefully, you've been watching every single episode of the Security Token Show. If not, hopefully, you at least saw last week. One of the updates I covered last week involved the Bank of New York Mellon, otherwise known as BNY Mellon, announcing Roman Regelman into a leadership role on the issue of services side. This week, I have some more news coming from BNY Mellon, well, as well as other banks such as Citigroup and Wells Fargo, who all just announced that they have joined a funding round for a U.S. developer of cryptocurrency trading technology. The company is called Talos and is already valued at $1.25 billion. The $105 million Series B finance round is led by General Atlantic and also includes Fidelity Investments and venture capital investors Andreessen Horowitz and PayPal Ventures. In regulatory news, the Philippines Securities Watchdog has issued a warning against Lee Fire Philippines, a crypto trading company, alleging that they have been luring investors with promises of lucrative returns from its ICO token. Apparently, they aren't even allowed to operate in the country. So what's happening is that just by signing up, investors are supposedly receiving a cash bonus of around $2.30, which they can then use to purchase goods on the platform. Users, in turn, can earn more commissions and rewards by interacting with the platform even more. The platform urges users to onboard their friends for which they receive an extra $2.30 for each new sign up under them. So it basically sounds like a pyramid scheme. But apparently in order to withdraw your profits, you must invite more friends to unlock the withdrawable amount. Well, the Philippines versions of the SEC is advising the public to not and to stop investing in anything or anyone that acts on behalf of LeafHire. In addition, any salesmen, brokers, or dealers involved in marketing the company can face a fine of up to $96,000 and up to 21 years in prison. Also happening across the ocean, we have the Bank of Israel receiving public support from their CBDC project. They first considered the launching of a CBDC back in 2017, but have only put those plans into action last November. Following an announcement in March saying a digital shekel was unlikely to damage the banking system, the bank started a public consultation, which led to 33 responses from various sectors. Some of those respondents believe that the digital shekel should be completely anonymous, just like cash, while the rest desire a more centralized and controlled payment system. So, good news. Here in the States, we have two solid security token-focused events happening this week. Over in Texas, we have Rotalo with their second digital assets and security conference. I actually had a chance to visit the first one last year, and it was a great time, and I had a chance to meet some amazing people who are really helping to push the industry forward. The event is happening May 19th to 21st, and will be at Austin's, Austin's Omni Barton Creek Hotel. It's a dope place. So, if you're in the South, check that out. If you're in the Northeast, then you should check out the Security Token Summit out in New York, happening May 15th to 16th. 
Well, hopefully you have tickets already because general admission is already sold out, but they are allowing application. Just visit the website. What makes it even sweeter is that the security token markets, very own Cal Sondland will be speaking at the conference as well as a few other members will be in attendance. So make sure you walk up, say hi, they're friendly people. As a matter of fact, you might see Megan there. If you can't see her there, well, you'll see her now with her weekly STO updates. Catch you guys next week on the other side of the blockchain. Welcome back, tokenizers. I have two exciting updates today. First up, we're highlighting Spice VC. They are a VC that has a strong portfolio of security token-based companies, such as investments in INX, Securitize, and InvestaX. They are the leading venture capital firm in the blockchain and tokenization ecosystem. After a successful close of its first and fully tokenized fund, the VC firm has officially launched the SPICE2 fund. This new fund offers investors exposure to the unprecedented growth opportunities within the expanding digital economy. As the VC's first traditional fund, SPICE2, has a renewed focus on identifying innovative companies that stand to benefit the most from mass proliferation of blockchain technologies across many industries. A tokenized version of SPICE2 is also expected to launch in a few months. SPICE2 comes on the heels of the overwhelming success of SPICE1 with a 350% increase in security token price in 2021. SPICE1 was named the top performing fund by us. So to learn more about SPICE, visit... (laughs) SpiceVC.com. Next up, we have news from TechFund. They have established their third footprint by launching a base in Europe to accelerate security token-related startups. TechFund has been a major player in accelerating blockchain technology and token-related startups, primarily in Japan and Singapore. TechFund will provide comprehensive support as an accelerating partner through the whole process of fundraising through security token offerings and walk companies through this process. Seven Bon Bismarck will be appointed as a member of the advisory board at TechFund in Europe and will spearhead supporting TechFund in this planned European growth. You can find the full recap of this announcement over on the tokenizer.io. That is all for this week. Be sure to catch an all new Spill in the NFT tomorrow where we launch episode 15 about how to make an NFT collection and understanding the basics. Now over to sjs.eth. I'll catch you next week. Hello and happy Monday. The security token market cap closed at $17.9 billion down from last week. But given market conditions, this is not all that surprising. Volumes are down as liquidity has dried up over the past several weeks in many sectors. We have good news though. The Barbados Stock Exchange recently announced the signing of a master agreement with Blockstation, a leading Canadian fintech, to launch a new blockchain-driven tokenized securities marketplace. By adopting the Blockstation digital asset platform, the BSE will satisfy growing demand for a secure, regulated means of listing tokenized securities and attract new issuers who are eager to raise capital and go public. Tokenized IPOs can reduce time and cost when compared to traditional workflows, providing many efficiencies for all parties and making the securities marketplace much more accessible for those participants. Even when we are in downturns in the market, such as we're seeing today, the security token space is still innovating and more and more tokens are beginning to hit the exchanges. Natural market mechanics will drop listing prices in time and solutions to liquidity are already being developed. Even though we are seeing some short-term turmoil, long-term where the security token market is setting itself up for a very, very big next few years. That's all for now, but I will see you next Monday. Wakey, wakey. Welcome to Inside the Metaverse with your host, Eve Van Kong. Meta opens up its first store, not in the Metaverse, but 
in real life. Based in California and coming in at 1,550 square feet, this store is Meta's hope at showing people today what is possible with Meta's new technology. With hands-on experiences through the portal devices, Ray-Bans, and Quest 2 VR, this reminds me of when Microsoft started to open up stores to allow consumers to experience their brand. Following that, NASA partners up with Epic Games to create a Martian Metaverse simulation. If you're not familiar with Epic Games, there are the people behind Fortnite, and this experience comes with challenges for developers, which comes with a $70,000 prize. And challenges are being named as tasks, like setting up camp, scientific research, and one even being labeled Blow Our Minds. Next up, China's state-backed Computer Industry Association set up a dedicated committee for metaverse development a week ago. And more than 150 companies have joined. And their goal is to nurture metaverse firms while being alert of potential national security risks that the metaverse could bring. And speaking of risks, five states in the U.S. have issued a cease and desist order to metaverse casino known as the Flamingo Casino Club for its ties to Russia. And that, my friends, ain't even the kicker. The director of the Texas State Securities Board says that the casinos pledge to donate a portion of NFT profits to war victims in Ukraine is false. This fast reaction by state officials is just highlighting how much the metaverse is on the radar. Will we be seeing more of these crackdowns and other aspects of the metaverse? Stay tuned to find out more. That was Inside the Metaverse with your host, Eve Van Gogh. All right, now we're back from the metaverse, and now we're getting into what is maybe my favorite section of the week. This is our companies of the week. This is where Hurry and I pick two companies that we really wanted to highlight for doing something amazing in the industry. And Herwig, I'm just gonna jump off right off the bat here and talk about my company of the week, which is DigiShares. DigiShares is an issuance platform looking to bring real-world assets onto the blockchain and help issuers manage their cap tables and find financing options for their deals. And the reason that they're my company of the week this week is because of something that they actually did last week on Friday or Thursday it was actually. And so on Thursday, they hosted a security token workshop in person, but not only in person for some people, in person for us here in Miami. They hosted an event working with real estate issuers, helping them understand how this process happened. And so shout out to Klaus Scanning and Gabriel Sadun from DigiShares for being amazing moderators and hosts of the event with Herwig, of course, was there doing his thing. He's one of the best. If you've ever heard him live, you need to make sure you do it. And then we've got Andrew Quarry of Erblandia, who also was there doing some amazing things. So shout out to Security Token Advisors. They had a whole presence there helping issuers understand the complexities behind regulation and tokenization. And so for putting on an amazing event and by leading the charge in thought leadership, shout out to DigiShares and their team for doing amazing things. Oh, that's a great choice, Kyle. Obviously, it was a super blast. There were a ton of incredible people there learning about the gospel. And of course, I love anyone who helps spread the gospel of tokenization, whether it be webinars or physical events. These are the things that the one-on-ones kind of getting people through and through. So that's a great choice. Got to get your hands dirty. Well, and that only leaves me with my choice, which this week is Oasis Pro Markets, fam. You know, they did $27 plus million in a Series A. That is 
no small chunk of change, and they're going to need it because they are coming to market with a major ATS broker dealer platform. This means we're going to have soon yet another player where we can trade more security tokens, more assets to get listed. For all those reasons, especially all of their investors behind them, they've done an incredible job. Uh, building their team and building their platform, hopefully now going live very soon with their very first product. So for that reason, Kyle, have to give them my company. Definitely a great choice. One of the biggest pieces of news over the week has been them crushing it. Great to see them filled with capital to move into 2022. Congratulations, Pat Lavecchia and team. Moving on, let's get into our main topic, Kyle. And on this week's main topic of the Security Token Show, we're going to be talking about the very fact that stablecoins could actually have an impact on the crypto currency mm. markets, as maybe we've recently seen. Uh, in fact, we're going to go over a little bit of a hypothetical in order to kind of clue you into what's been happening over the last few weeks in the crypto market, specifically, I'd say just this week alone. Yeah. But, uh, you know, things have gotten more brutal and more brutal, and we're going to explain exactly why. But first, let's kind of bring it back a bit. Let's, let's do a hypothetical example, because not everybody knows what an algorithmic stablecoin is. And in this case, our hypothetical we're going to go ahead and we're going to take a, any blockchain and we're going to create two tokens. First token is actually an example of a stablecoin, right? We're going to make that stablecoin pegged to the dollar, so it's always worth $1 in principle. Our second token is actually pegged to a cryptocurrency. Now, this cryptocurrency has to have one rule about it, and that rule is that it's worth something. Somebody somewhere wants to buy that from you, aka it's not worthless. Uh, and therefore, you can actually create a new paired stablecoin where essentially the stablecoin can be interchangeably uh, changed with our crypto uh, in the sense that if our stablecoin were to, say, go up in price by a little bit or below in price, we can then exchange into our crypto interchangeably and markets will actually fix that because... Uh, you will always get the same amount of ratio out of the stablecoin. So let's say that in this case, our cryptocurrency is worth 50 cents. Well, then we're going to always get two uh, cryptocurrencies for every one stablecoin. If it's worth 25 cents, we're going to get four cryptocurrency tokens for every one stablecoin. And as a result of this, uh, Kyle, I believe you can expand a little bit on how this will actually create, in principle, a stable coin pair. Yeah, so exactly. I think that if we take one step back and think about stable coins in general, there's, there's two different types of stable coins. One of which is, is one that's backed by real assets. So you look at Gemini, for example. They have Gemini to US dollars, right? That's their Gemini US dollar is their stable coin they use on their platform. That is backed one-to-one by dollars in a bank account. So that you know, yes, one dollar, one coin is worth one dollar and they're only gonna issue more of those coins if they can add more money into the bank. But the fact of the matter is, it's hard to grow that and scale that because you actually need to get dollars into that bank account. And who wants to do that? Who, you, you need to be incentivized in order to actually give someone your dollars for free for doing nothing, right? So in order to scale these, these stable coins to the rate that's been demanded by the market, you start to think about other options. And so up, one option is what we've seen from a lot of the other, you know, a lot of different traditional players in space like Tether or USDC or others would be where they put a lot of cash in the bank, but then they also use some of that cash to invest and try to get a return to be able to pay some investors back using that return or trying to figure out how they can monetize that float in a way that's not going to be risky, so they're not going to lose that money, or hopefully not, but it's also not as good as just having pure dollars. 
The other side of stable coins is to figure out, as you mentioned, programmatic or algorithmic stable coins. The idea here is that you're, as Herwig, you've so accurately mentioned, you're trying to find a way to use math and, and market dynamics to hold an asset stable as opposed to having it anchored by a, a real dollar or whatever fiat currency you want. So the way that essentially a lot of these work, whether it's MakerDAO, whether it's Terra and Luna, whether it's all of these different platforms, MakerDAO clearly with DAI, is that they're essentially trying to leverage arbitrage mechanics, which is something that we've seen across all of DeFi and all of the decentralized financial space. You look at market makers like Uniswap, what are they doing? They're leveraging an arbitrage model to try to find price discovery for an asset. In this case, we take two different assets, one that should always be converted to a dollar, and then one that's going to be moving in a lot of different prices, and all as it goes up and down, that's where the investment is coming from. That's essentially absorbing the shock of the changing price of this other more stable asset. So it's essentially we can create two different assets, one of which is stable and it's backed by the fact that this one is going to fluctuate in price. And so that's really how the algorithmic model works. Now, there's some difficulties here, Herwig, yeah. because there's a lot of trust and that you need to have in both of these systems in order to make an algorithmic stablecoin work because it's like you said earlier incentives right exactly right it's all about incentives so when you look at the fact that this stablecoin is only stable because this thing is going to be able to be converted into it well what happens if someone doesn't want to convert those things and and this price starts to change in volatility right if nobody wants to actually make that swap from one token to the other to actually have that shock absorption that we mentioned in the analogy then you really start to have problems and so this is what we've seen over the course of the last couple of weeks Herwig. it's been pretty crazy mm -hmm. yeah what we see is as kyle's eloquently describing is what happens when we lose faith in the system mm. the incentives kick out no longer are we getting potentially transactions from the usage of the stable coin, or we're not getting the benefits of using the cryptocurrency in potentially applications and other ecosystems that it's used in. Suddenly, we wake up and we decide, eh, this is not really worth anything at all. Well, right. this can lead to a problem, right, Kyle? Because yeah. now we're talking about suddenly the thing that's supposed to anchor the value of the $1, and this is changing. It's not a dollar in a bank account. And suddenly when we say changing, we're saying decreasing in value. <laughs> and if suddenly people lose faith in the stable coin and suddenly people are selling the stable coin, well, now people are swapping out a consistent pattern, an escalating pattern of, okay, well, I sold this. Well, let me go change it out real quick. Well, the price of this just dropped. So nice. now I'm getting a whole lot more of this which means more people are selling more of this, which means the price of that is dropping. And of course, we're retracting back over onto the stable coin, leading that price to drop. And that's exactly what we've seen happen in the last couple it of weeks. Complete hysteria. Basically, again, this arbitrage model only works when one of them is going up, right? As things go up, everybody's happy because you're making all this free profit. But it always comes down. And so unfortunately, sometimes we see this happen. We've seen this with other examples in the past of algorithmic stable coins. One of the biggest ones was the basis protocol from back in 2018, 2019, a fascinating model trying to add interest, essentially another two token model with one that was a stable, one that would give you kind of a percentage yield of the fact that this thing is holding stable and there's going to be some cushion on either side. But 
That's essentially what happened here. It's this term called a death spiral, where everybody sells the stable coin and then everybody also sells the other one. So they're both going down. And so each side is quickly selling as fast as possible. And so, yeah, this stable coin should be $1, but if it's 75 cents, what are you going to do about it? You know, like that's kind of becomes the problem. Now it's 74 cents. Now it's 70 cents. And so this idea of this arbitrage model, if nobody wants to buy it, it doesn't matter if you want to say it's worth a dollar because there's no price anchor. And that's that's the, really the big thing here, whether we're talking about stable coins or whether we're talking about this more volatile asset, right? We're talking about one that's going to be stable, one that's going to be volatile. That volatile asset needs to have a price anchor in order to protect it. And that's where we attach real world assets, could potentially attach investments or even just real dollars potentially in having a potential fund that you could back that by so that it would at least add some cushion that it doesn't go all the way down to zero. The only complication there, Herwig, is that if you attach real world assets, it starts to look and smell a little bit like a security, doesn't it? Ah, well, that's going to scare a lot of people away from the stable coin world. <laughs> uh, and that's what we've seen happen, right? Right now, what, what's happened, that if you aren't familiar, we gave you our example. You just fill in stable coin with UST, which is a stable coin by Terra. And they also launched their cryptocurrency, which is called Luna. And since this last week or so, we've seen the supposed $1 stablecoin drop to 30 cents or below. And we've seen the price of Luna drop as far as 99% in value, up from hundreds of dollars in down a week. to cents, cents in value. And there are incentives. There are reasons people might want to see a death spiral occur and potentially benefit from such an event happening. And this is actually going to be very, very relevant, folks, because this is not going to go unnoticed by the regulators. This is happening with other stable coins. Arguably, Kyle, Gemini is the only one that might actually have a real stable coin that's reliable, because even if you take out crypto and you put in real estate and other assets, you could still see compounding effects from, say, having to sell the real estate in order to keep the value right. of the stable coin. Well, now you're causing pressure on the real estate market. So this is no joke because the Terra stable coin UST is in the billions of dollars in value. Tens of billions. There's there's real now. It's, it's the just third the largest stable coin <laughs> in yeah. the entire it's ecosystem. The third largest. So this is having ripple effects. There are other stable coins that are suffering from this because Terraform is itself selling Bitcoin that it had purchased in order to try and inflate its value of its, its stable coin. So for all of these reasons, it's definitely a possibility that stable coins themselves can directly impact the crypto markets. Uh, it's yeah. a big deal. I, I want to add that another you know, reason why potentially stable coins are so valuable to the crypto markets, which is why the lack in faith in stable coins can cause some serious effects. And that's because if you want to transact inside of the blockchain crypto ecosystem. If you've ever used crypto or invested in crypto yourself, you'll know that it's not necessarily the easiest process to take dollars in your bank account, convert that on Gemini or Coinbase or Kraken or FTX or whichever platform that you prefer to use and get that in. You got to put your ID, you got to KYC, you got to wait seven days, you got to potentially have fraud alerts coming in from your bank and making sure it's really you, right? So getting all these assets into the ecosystem can be incredibly difficult. And also, maybe you don't even want to take them out. Maybe you want to leave in a large amount of your assets in there to be able to either invest over a period of time or dollar cost average, or maybe just for the ease of transfer of using dollars and paying for things in dollars, but just 
in the crypto ecosystem. But let's be real. When we go back to incentives, they're out there left and right incentivizing people to bring their assets into coins and then lock them up in for a return in order to try and create stability around these ecosystems, whether they're stable coins or other DeFi applications. And hence why we're talking about very real billions of dollars in value being wiped out. Yeah, what happens when you have all of this money in a stable coin that's that's rapidly decreasing, you're going to convert that into something outside of that death spiral. So let's say you've got a million dollars worth of UST, this stable coin that's collapsed over the last couple of weeks, you're going to convert that to Bitcoin, but you also don't want Bitcoin. You want dollars. So then you're going to sell the Bitcoin. So what have you done? You've now added more sell pressure into Bitcoin, or you've added sell pressure into Ethereum or whichever asset you're using. So it it causes this cascading effect where everyone's trying to flee out of these volatile assets looking for stability. But the fact that there's not many reliable stable coins and there's not enough supply for the outstanding demand is really where this causes issues for the larger crypto market. This was a dense topic, folks. Hopefully you learned about that spiral and how algorithmic stable coins can actually lead to catastrophic events mm-hmm. uh, and why this is, again, certainly going to bring regular attention to this whole industry. And of course, if you have questions, feedback, thoughts, comments, let us know. Kyle and I were both on social media, Twitter, LinkedIn, everywhere. And of course, come join our community at Security Token Market, stm.co. We've got all the latest trading news, all the latest information, all the latest articles, and a whole lot more. And with that, like, subscribe, share this podcast. Please help us grow our channel and help other people understand what's going on in the world of compliant investments in real world securities, bringing them onto the blockchain so we can prevent things just like this. Thank you so much for watching. We'll see you next Monday and happy tokenizing.